Good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to episode two of Heaven at Hand. Uh, I trust that you've enjoyed the, our very first podcast uh, that we've transmitted out there and really encourage you to listen to it more than once. You know, there's so much that we're sharing. And, mm. and again, we're not saying we, we go through all of it and really touching on what God's Word is saying. And it's important that you discover the Word of God for yourself. And when we talk about heaven at hand, and I want to start off with a scripture in Matthew 16, verse 19, it says, where Jesus says, And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So when we talk about kingdom of God, we talk about the kingdom of heaven, we're talking about kingdom at hand, heaven at hand. They're all synonym. They, they're all part of of the way God works and the way His kingdom works. And if we align ourselves, we will have heaven on earth. <laughs> we will have the kingdom of God experience here on earth. And that doesn't mean the whole world is going to change, but your world can change. And I believe your marriage can change, your business can change, and you and yourself can experience just what it means to have the kingdom of God at hand. And God, Jesus says he gives us the keys of the kingdom. <clears throat> and many people have lots of theories about the keys, but in essence what it is is really to have the attitude of Christ, to have the mind of Christ, and to live the way Jesus lived. And I mean, God called us to live as Jesus. We must walk like he walks. And he's such a beautiful example of how we need to walk because he he became man. God became man and we, he, he showed us how to do life and how to rule and reign in life. He had to overcome sin. He had to deal with many things in his life, but he overcame and he did it without committing any sin. So we, we can we come and sit down at the feet of Jesus this morning and really just come and learn? And again, I want to introduce you to, to my colleagues here. Pastor Kubis von Skalkwijk, uh, awesome to have you back this morning. Thank you. Again, we, you can see our distance here, one and a half meters, one and a yeah. half meters, so we, yeah. we're safe. And uh, Pastor Ivan Malaleke, great to have you back here, brother. Thank you, Pastor. And um, I believe it was an awesome time we had last time. Yeah. So yeah. today we're going to go into uh, scripture around what are those attitudes, what are those keys. And I'm going to ask Pastor Kubis to... And from here on, we're not going to say pastors. We're just going to do quivers and Ivan. Is that okay? Uh, <laughs> we will still teach you. Ivan to do that. He, he slips in the occasional pastor in here. So yeah. Ivan, please. Man. So it's Don and Quibus. Okay, yes, yes, there yes, we go. Yes. So Quibus, if you can just read Philippians 2 for us, man. I can do that. Uh, Philippians 2, chap uh, chapter 2, verse 2 to 15. Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ... If there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interest, but also for the interest of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason, uh, also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and at that, uh, uh, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you, both to work and to work for his good pleasure. 
Do all things without grumbling or disputing or complaining, so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent children of God, above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you appear as lights in the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Sure. You know, so this morning we're going to start off with encouragement. And uh, if I may, I just want to, what does the word encouragement mean? It, um, it means um, in spirit, heartened, emboldened means to fill with courage or strength of purpose. Encourage suggests the raising of one's confidence, especially by an external agency. Um, so this encouragement is a very wide topic and, and we're going to really explore today um, what encouragement means and um, what does it uh, mean for us as believers? How do we go through this life and how can we stay encouraged? Mm-hmm. I think that's the big thing. So it's, it's really that, and sometimes that it talks about some, something from external Mm-hmm. And we can explore that. What does that mean? And where, where does this come from? Yeah. So Ivan, maybe if you can kick us off here. and Just what have you gleaned from the scripture? Yeah, um, it's so amazing to read God's word. And, and it's so encouraging when, when the first statement that, that Paul makes, um, the very first verse, he says, if there be any encouragement in Christ. Mm-hmm. So right in the beginning, he says the foundation for us. He he points encouragement to mm. a person. That's right. So, so that's why I, I really got encouraged by the encourage himself. <laughs> Just to see that encouragement is a person, you know, mm. and it's the person of Christ, who he is. He, he, he is encouragement. So, you know, as people, as individuals, as we, as we look for encouragement, we can look to Jesus. Mm. You know, we can look to him for encouragement. And as I was... um. As I was just reading the scriptures and, and thinking of encouragement, I realized we can see a lot of people in scriptures come to a point where they, in, in, in their walk with, mm. with, with God where they need encouragement. And I believe all of us, as we yes. go about our daily lives, there comes a point where we need to be encouraged and yeah. we need to be lifted. Yeah. And I've seen, um, I'm going to take a simple example of David. In, in Samuel, First Samuel, in Samuel thirty verse six, it says, mm-hmm. "David strengthened himself in the Lord." Yeah. See, he strengthened himself in a person. So, mm-hmm. the person of who? The person of the Father. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, as as I was going, there's so many examples in Scripture. Joshua also encouraged himself in the Lord. Mm-hmm. But there was the most precious one that stood out for me, and. Um, I, I, I thought of Jesus when he was in Gethsemane yeah. with his disciples and coming to a, a very um, low part in his life, if, mm. we can, if we can mm. put it uh, that way, you know, mm. uh, yeah. a very uh, challenging part of his life where, yeah. Where, yeah. where he needed encouragement, you know. So he gets to Gethsemane, he knows what he's about to face, and mm. uh, there's disciples around him that he takes with him and say, hey, guys, um, come, come and pray with come, me. <laughs> come yeah. and pray help with me. me. Help yeah. me. Yeah. I, need a, I need a bit of encouragement <laughs> here. Um, yeah. I, I know what I'm about to face is, sure. is going to change each and every single person's life. Yeah. Um, I'm about to face something that's going to change eternity, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and he needed encouragement. And, and here the guys, they, they, they go with him. <laughs> And what do they do? They, they sleep. Right? <laughs> yeah. Flake out. They flake out, you know, they sleep. Right? Yeah. And, and and he does it three times and he goes and he prays and he comes back and, yeah. and the guys are, are still sleeping. <laughs> so, you know, and, and, and that just made me realize, you know, as, as individuals at times, we, mm-hmm. we go through challenges that in life, there's, we go through stages where, yeah. mm-hmm. where we might face <clears throat> situations where it's really dark and, and you, you, you need the encouragement from people and there's actually no one around. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that's when you have to tap into the source of encouragement. You Amen. know, Amen. what I loved about Jesus, he, he's, he found his encouragement in a source and that mm. source was his father. Yeah. Mm. And he found that encouragement by prayer. You know, he says, pray with me. Mm. Well, they didn't. Yeah. But when he did and he laid and he surrendered mm-hmm. to the encourager, that's where he was strengthened to face the most... Um, challenging part of his life and, 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 and his ministry here on earth. And 
that ministry brought salvation for all of us. So mm. encouragement is a person. Amen. Sure. Encouragement is found in the person of Jesus. Encouragement is found in the person of God the Father. Yeah. So we can look to him as the foundation of encouragement as we explore. You know, there's so many there's so many aspects of encouragement that we're gonna we, we, we can go into as we as we discuss. But mm. for me what stood out is just how Jesus looked to the Father. In the same way David was strengthened yeah, by, in, the in, by the Father, is yeah. the same way Jesus was was strengthened yeah. at, at, at Gethsemane. Mm. And for me that that, yeah. that was just encouraged and strengthened. That that was just so beautiful. So yeah. There's other parts of in Psalms where David speaks to his soul. Yeah. Yes. He encourages himself. Yeah. Yes. He speaks, soul, why are you so downcast? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, and again, again, this thing about encouragement coming from the outside. Mm. It's mm. almost like, so where did he tap into this? So he, it's spirit, his spirit speaking into his soul. Come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Why are you so downcast? Sure. You know, come on. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, and, and being reminded of, 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 of scripture, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah. yeah. I love it when you touch on that, Pastor Don. It's like how you say, Don. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get it. <laughs> uh, I love how you touch on it. And it, David had to speak to himself. Yeah, yes. Awesome. You know, sometimes we actually need to speak to ourselves yeah. when there's no one around. Yeah. We, we need to speak to our soul and say, hey, why are you so downcast? Yeah. <laughs> get yourself out of the... Out of the hole, you know, yeah. and there's so yeah. many people, even in this season, where people, I just yeah. sense there's people who are in a hole, yeah. and and they maybe they're feeling downcast in the hole. You need to speak to yourself, mm-hmm. man. You need to speak to that soul man and say, "Hey, mm-hmm. look up, yes, yes, look up, look yeah. up." I like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, but I think it's when you're reminded of what God has done. And I mean, that's why he could strengthen himself sure. in the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Mm, amen. Yeah. Gubis, I mean, it looks like you've had an amazing experience some yeah. years ago that you want to share with us. Uh, Don, uh, every time I think of the word encouragement, um, I can't help but remember Pastor Derek Stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, for those of you who, who don't know Pastor Derek Stone, he, he was really a father in the faith. Um, he was uh, he had a, a massive impact uh, on, on the church, especially in South Africa. He was... Just an incredible leader, along with people like Ed Raybird. Mm. Um, uh, just really somebody that we looked up to. Um, and I remember going for, for pastor's training um, at um, Maranatha Church. Um, actually, uh, uh, Pastor Leonard Stone is now leading, leading that church. That's Pastor Derek's son. Um, but as it turns out, when, when I went for training... Um, I was I was in in one of the final uh, classes that he presented just before he died. Sure. So uh, we went for pastors training. It was myself and a friend of mine, uh, Simon Simon Webster, and uh, we were in our early twenties. Um, we had we were learning a lot and growing and and just getting into ministry and um, so we were in this class called um, progressive pastoring that Pastor Derek uh, presented to us. And he had just come back from heart surgery. Mm. Uh, but he was so passionate, uh, such a passionate man. He loved God so much. He loved the church so much. And he just want, he wanted the church to do well. Mm. And he wanted to train lead- leaders. And we, we kind of got the impression that he just wanted to download everything that was on his life. He wanted to download to us uh, as a matter of urgency. And uh, that was such a such an experience that uh, that I, I remember to this day being in that class. And uh, what was so special about this is that uh, during one of the tea breaks, we uh, Simon and myself we went up to Pastor Derek, went to the front, and uh, we wanted to ask him just one or two questions. And um, he was so friendly and loving, and he said, "Hey boys, um, why don't you have tea with with me? Why don't you come and have tea with me?" And and he took us and he took us into a um, into a room next door. Where we had tea with uh, with Derek Stone, Pastor Derek Stone. Um, I mean, what a what a privilege, what an experience, and um, I remember this so vividly. And it's been many years since since then. But uh, and 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 we and we asked him. We said, Pastor Derek, we want to ask you, 
you know, what are some of the most important things that you've learned uh, about ministry, being in ministry all these years? Um, what, what are some of the things that has been really, really important to you? Mm. And I remember him looking at us, he said, boys, and he had like white hair, like white long hair and uh, so, so much love in his eyes, passion in his eyes. And he said, hey, boys, he says, nobody, nobody can choose your attitude for you. Mm. Sure. You choose your own attitude. And he says, watch out for two things. Watch out for discouragement. Mm. And watch out for offense. Yeah. Don't let discouragement get to you. Yeah. Don't let offense get to you. Don't, don't allow for offense in your heart. Those two things will cut your ministry short. Yeah. Sure. And uh, I mean, we just took that in. And uh, Don, I can't tell you how many times yeah. um, I felt discouraged and I remember that conversation sure. where he said to me where Pastor Derek said to me don't let that get to you yeah. how many times I've wanted to take offense uh, and I remember him saying don't, don't do it stay away choose your attitude mm. because these things will take you it will take your ministry away from you mm. uh, but it, I, I don't think it stops there it, it will take your life away from you but yeah. uh, I mean I remember this and this, this has kept me in ministry for, for many, many years and times I wanted to quit, times I wanted to just take, be offended or be discouraged. And I remember this conversation and this has been a life-changing conversation to me. Um, and it doesn't stop there. I, I've, I've been able to encourage other people from, from this conversation and from this yeah. place of saying, hey, don't lose courage. Don't take offense. It's going to cut your ministry short. It's going to cut your life short. Yeah. And uh, that's been a, a, a real incredible experience for me and it's, for me, one of the most important issues, one of the most important things is, is to have this attitude where, you, where you're going to say, I'm not going to allow for discouragement. But I think you, you raise a point here about attitude. I mean, <clears throat> in the scripture that we just read, it talks about we must have the attitude of Christ. Mm. Amen. Mm. Amen. We must have the mm. same mind of Christ. Yeah. So it's all about, and like you say, you can choose it. So isn't that... Isn't that something that we should be challenged, all of us, is mm. to have the same attitude as Christ, mm. the same mind as Christ. Mm. And, um, you know, there's one thing I, I taught my children is about attitude. If you have a, the right attitude, you can achieve anything. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's all about attitude. If you have a negative attitude and, you know, the world owes you, yeah. you know, you're not mm. going to be very successful. Mm. You're going to battle, you know. And here Jesus comes and he actually says this, guys, this is the attitude here in Philippians 2, this is the mm. attitude you need to have. Yeah. Mm. And the attitude of encouragement, not just encouraging others, but encouraging yourself. Mm. And I think I shared with you just before we started this, when God called us in 2008 to start this church, and I questioned him, said, Lord, I think of others that I think could have done this job better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, in fact, I had names for him. I gave him a couple of names. I said, Lord, surely you could look at those. But he says, no, I want you. And um, and as I said to you, God chose you, Ivan. Yeah. God chose you, Quibbers. Yeah. And God has given us a mandate here in the south of Johannesburg to, to equip people for the work of their ministries yeah. and to encourage them to what God has put in them to help them. And I believe through the last 12 years, we've achieved many of that. And I'm not to say it's the end. Mm. There's a lot more to do. Yeah. But uh, for me, it's about how do you... How do you go beyond? And I think about Jesus when he sent out the 70. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, you know, if it was us in ministry, we would we send those guys out. We would maybe argue that we're not ready. Mm. Uh, but Jesus said, you know, and he sent them out with a task to go and preach the gospel. Mm. And they all came back with, you remember the... The stories and just yes. you know, how the demons subjected <laughs> themselves. And, yeah. and there's some weird stories. I mean, some of them wanted to burn down cities because they didn't receive <laughs> them and so on. Yeah. But, you know, in the natural, we would have disqualified those guys immediately. Yeah. But not Jesus. Yeah, he true. basically encouraged them to say, guys, and he corrected their, their, their misconceptions and so on. Mm. But for me, that, that encouragement and when God sends us out, when God called me, for this task, when God called each of you, but every reader, every listener uh, or viewer, God has got a calling on you, whether you're a father, whether you're a, 
a mother, whether you're a teacher, whether vocation that you're in, there's a calling on your life to live out whatever God has called you to do. Mm. And then he's there as the encourager. Amen. You know, he's the one that come alongside us. Mm. Holy Spirit is with us and and really just helping us to, to get mm. through this. Mm. Mm. Uh, um, if, you, if I may, I'd like to connect what you were saying, um, Don. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's amazing how Paul, right in the first, in the first uh, verse, he connects four things with 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 um, encouragement and that's love and he says fellowship with the spirit yeah and he says affection and compassion you see if you are driven by love mm. if you're in fellowship with the spirit yeah if you are affectionate and compassionate see compassion drove Jesus mm. to die on the cross for our sins mm. amen and through that he was encouraged mm. to to go through the what he needed to to go through because of that love because That's he good. had fellowship with his father because mm. he had affection for us That's good. and he was compassionate and his desire is that no man should perish so he was encouraged mm. yeah to take the full the all our sins and, and, and everything that we we are facing to face the cross so yeah. that we can be transformed even in our minds as we as we look unto him. So I, I love how you connected it. So as we go out as disciples, we have to go out in the same manner. We have to go out in love. We have to go out in being in fellowship with the Spirit, being Spirit-led. Mm. The Bible also connects being Spirit-led with sons. Yeah. <laughs> it says those who are led by the Spirit are sons and daughters yeah. of God. So, you know, um, I encourage you, sons and daughters, to be led by the Spirit. And not only that, to be affectionate mm. and compassionate when you go out and encourage yeah. others. Yeah, it's so, so beautiful. But it's a package and deal. Yes. You know, so you, you, yes. can't, you can't separate yes. this. You know, I can put encouragement over there. So yes. now yeah. you encourage it. <laughs> yeah. Now I put love over here. Now I'm, yeah, I'm you, a lover. You can't. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like you say, it's mm. in a person. Yeah. And but that changes if, our mind. Yes. But mm. I mean, if we have the same mind of Christ, the same attitude. Yeah. And sure. you walk with what He, Holy Spirit, works through us. Yeah. yeah. Then all of these things come into into play. Yeah, sure. yeah. it's a package. Yes, and that and, and touch, also right. it touches with what you were saying now, Pastor Don. That allows us to be like-minded. Yeah, 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 like-minded with the Father. Yeah, you know, one thing I realize is that encouragement is more than just a couple of words and make you feel good. Yeah. So it's not just you know you know hang in there, brother. You know you're gonna make it and. Yeah. I'm not saying you shouldn't say that. I think we should. <laughs> That's also encouragement. But for me, encouragement goes beyond that. For me, encouragement is also about empowerment. Yeah. And I remember I, I read a book, and maybe I can show people this book from Steve Butland called The Culture of Empowerment. And I read this, and I picked it up again the other day. And I read it in 2018. So it's quite some time ago. But empowerment for me is a big thing. And I realized that, you know, and I shared with you the story, you know, just how my dad <clears throat> empowered me to become something he wasn't. Mm. You know, he was in the mining industry, he was a miner and a, and a stoper, he was very good at it. Mm. And he allowed me to go into the mining industry to go and study mm. and then eventually become the manager of the mines that he actually worked at. Sure, sure. And he went beyond... And I think about Jesus where he says, I'm going to go to the Father. Mm. At the age of 33, <laughs> I'm going to go to the Father. Mm. And I'm going to send you Holy Spirit. Mm. And you will do more than what I did. Mm. And I always thought about that. What does that mean? And I think about my own dad. He actually allowed me, by empowering me, yeah. encouraging me. He was there but alongside me. You can do this, man. You can actually do this. Mm. And encouraging yeah. me and mm. providing for me to actually go beyond where he was. Now, I'm yeah. not saying we're going to get above Jesus. I'm not saying that at all. But I believe what Jesus is saying is that we're going to do things and we're going to impact. Yeah. He was in one place. He was in Jerusalem. He was in Israel. Mm. Here we're sitting in the southern tip of Africa and there are believers across the world. So we're already doing more than what Jesus did. Sure. <laughs> because just think about mm. it. Physically, mm. we are everywhere. 
we there are believers in every sphere of life, mm, in yeah. every business, in every cultural sphere, in every language or whatever. And we're really doing it. So Jesus actually, he was not insecure. That's right. Mm. And I mean, that, that is a huge thing. Mm. Insecurity means you're not going to do what you just said. You're not going to encourage someone if you're insecure. Mm. Am I right? Because mm. insecurity means it's all about me. Love means it's all about you. Mm. So the moment I'm, sure. there's, there's, my heart is filled with love, I will encourage you mm. because it's for your good. Mm. That's right. Mm. And that's exactly what Jesus did. Mm. And I realized that that where he said he's going to go to the Father mm. and we're going to do more than what he did. Mm. He did not say that from a place of insecurity. He was secure in his relationship with the Father and he wanted us to have that same relationship with the Father. Mm. Now, if we have the same attitude as Jesus, we will do the same with other people. Mm. We will not use our own insecurities. Mm. And sometimes we are insecure, and I know that. <laughs> but it's about really uh, coming from a place where I esteem you higher yeah. than myself. Yeah. Therefore, it's important for me now to yeah. lift you up. Yeah. But uh, Don, I just, want to, I just want to mention something on this. You, you were aware that your father wanted this for you, that yes. your father wanted to empower you, that yeah. your father wanted you to be better than what he ever was. He wanted yeah. you to achieve more than he ever achieved. You, yeah. you, you were fully aware of that. Yes. And I think that, that, that in some ways that became uh, like a driving force in you, that yeah. you felt that, that but actually now I, I also want this. Yeah. I want this because my father wanted this. And he just didn't choose the career for me. Actually. Yes. He actually never told me what to do, but I, I discovered it and then yes. but went you, to him but, and asked him for his help. But, but you <coughs> felt that he, he wanted yes. to empower you, mm. whether it was in the mining industry or the, it doesn't really matter which industry, but, but, but you, you were convinced that he wanted to empower you. Mm. Yes. And that actually became something that you wanted, you wanted to achieve because you knew that he wanted this for you. Mm. Mm. And I think that's what Jesus said. What, what, you know, that's what he meant when he said that you will do everything I did and you'll do more. Mm. Yeah. So we know God wants this for us. Mm. Yeah. God wants us to be empowered. Mm. And, and so now I want what he wants. Mm. I, I want to do everything Jesus did and I want to do more than he did because mm. I know that's what he wanted for me. Mm. And that's, that's such a powerful position to be in mm. is to say, but God wants this for me. God doesn't want me to live in defeat. Mm. God doesn't want me to live a powerless life mm. where, uh, you know, where you hardly see any of God's kingdom manifest in and through my life. God doesn't want that for me. God want, really wants he, this, this, this amazing plan and impact and influence that he wants to do through my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I want that because I know he wants that. Yes. And that's such a powerful position to be in. I want to read something here from this book. Um, he says the, the, the definition of empowered is to give someone the authority or power to do something. Number two, to make someone stronger and more confident. Isn't that what encouragement is? Yeah. It's to actually encourage someone so that they can be stronger and more confident. Mm. So it's about inspiration, opportunity, and backing. And I want to say something about those three points. Inspiration means... Uh, great influencers know how to inspire the people to do what they never thought they could do. Does that sound like God? Isn't mm. that what God says, you know, you can do all things through Christ? Mm. Opportunity, empowering people constantly look for ways to include others so they can grow in their gifts and make a significant difference. And I think that's really about recognizing first the gifts in people, recognizing who they are, and then encouraging them to live out that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And then the big thing, backing. Those who empower send people into assignments with training and support, taking the responsibility of what happens through those sent ones. There is also an, an anointing or an impartation from the leader that one being empowered can access to do more than they imagine. And I mean, here's the example of Jesus sending out the... The 70. So it's about Jesus showed them how to do it. 
he then backs them up and say, okay, guys, you go mm. and you go and do it. Yeah. And he didn't send out messages saying, I'm, I'm sorry about so-and-so so and so in your town, you know. <laughs> I, I, I didn't see that in Scripture. Mm. He backed them. He was really behind them. And I think for me, that's what the empowerment is all about. Mm. You know, is one, to recognize what God has put in your children mm. and to actually realize, you know, uh, in how to bring the best out of it. We have three children and they're very different. You know, one is an industrial engineer and the other one's an entrepreneur and the other one is in music and, and, and IT. And, and, and we realize that from the beginning that there's something that God has put in them mm -hmm. and then to encourage them and empower them to take what God has put in them and to, to build on that. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I'm not a musician. So, you know, it's not something I had. But recognizing it and actually building on that, that was the key thing. Sure. And I think then the backing of it, and I think that's what Father God is doing to us. Mm. God sees the, the incredible capacity that is built in us. Mm. And we don't even sometimes see it ourselves. And sometimes it needs someone else to look at you and say, Quibus, I know you can do it. Mm. Now remember when you can to this church and uh, younger than now. Yeah. <laughs> and there's certain things that you were worried about whether you can do it. Mm. And we were there to say, Quibus, yes, you can do it. And I That's remember right, yeah. when you bought your first property, if I, yeah. I just think about it now. Yeah. And me and Von were standing there and you said to us, are you sure? Do you think I must do this? And yeah. we said, Quibus, do it. That's right. You know, just do it. Yeah. And today he owns more properties. But yeah. And I think it's the same, you know, it, it's sending you out. Ivan says, just mm -hmm. go, mm -hmm. you know. That's, and, that's so and, powerful. Yeah. And, and we've got your backing, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there you go and lead a service or do a funeral or do right. a, or yeah. whatever. And you've got that full backing. Yeah, sure. it's to, for me, that's what God does with us. That's right. Amen. Yeah, and I believe sure. that he wants to empower us. Amen. He wants to, he knows what he's put in us. Mm -hmm. And then it's about allowing that to come out. Sure. Mm. What does the enemy wow. want? He wants to discourage us. Mm. He wants to press us down. He wants mm. to mm. not let that come out. Mm. And I mean, can you imagine if all of us become like Jesus, encouragement, yeah. and become the greatest encouragers that there are? Yeah. Become a Derek Stone. Become, you know, you know Paul. some of the yes. Paul. <laughs> yes, of course. Why not? And. Um, yeah. And, and really be there to to mm. to help people to grow into uh, into what what God has for them. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But the big thing is, if you're in a place of insecurity and just thinking about yourself, you ain't gonna be an encourager. Mm. Mm. <laughs> then you're gonna be like turned on yourself. You know. Yeah. Yeah. If I may, Pastor Don, I wanna just also just add something interesting when when you were saying that God also encouraged Jesus. It's almost. Um, um, this is how I'm seeing it in this scripture. In verse 9, it says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him yeah. and given him the name which is above all names, and uh, that the, at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, uh, things of the heaven, things on earth, and things under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. You see, the Father is glorified when the Son goes out and lives out his full potential. Mm. Amen. So, so you know, God, God gets glory when that's we go right. out there that's it. and live out the full potential that God has given us. Yeah. So we, we, when we are encouraged to go out there and, and, and live out and not, not allow fear to cripple us. Yeah. You know, fear sometimes can be a, a crippler in a, a lot of people's lives. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, sometimes fear hides itself in different forms. Yeah. You know, so we constantly have to be renewing ourselves and asking ourselves, working out our salvation. Yeah. And asking the Father, where where is the enemy putting, um, uh, uh, what do you call this? Uh, where the where is the enemy holding me back in my life? You know, constantly have to renew my mind and ask the Father, Hey, reveal to me where the enemy is discouraging me. Mm -hmm. I need and 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 right there, speak life, speak encouragement, speak the word. Yeah, that's that's powerful. I yeah, mean, that's powerful. You know, when I when I think about. Uh, what it means to, to um, encourage other people or to be encouraged. I always think about the um, prophetic. Mm -hmm. 
and and what prophecy is and what the gift of prophecy is. Sure. And I, I, I think about the scripture in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3, where the Bible says, but, but the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Hallelujah. Yeah. And so I, I, I believe that um, at the heart of prophecy, mm. what God wants to do is he wants to encourage his church. He wants to encourage yeah. people. Uh, look, we, we, we all face opposition from time to time, yeah. whether at work, um, whether at home, it's family, whether at, at school or at varsity. It doesn't really matter. From time to time, we all get to face some sort of a opposition. Mm. And, uh, and, and we can feel discouraged. We can feel deflated. Yeah. Uh, but God, God knows this. And, and th I, I believe that's where the gift of prophecy really plays a vital role. Mm. Is to bring encouragement, is to bring strengthening, is to mm. bring comfort. And uh, I, I, th I think about what I do when I counsel people. Um, I do quite a bit of counseling. Um, and it, it can range from premarital counseling to marital counseling to uh, trauma counseling. It can, I mean, there's a whole lot of different things that we, that we are involved in. Um, uh, and I, I can tell you now, um, I hardly do any counseling without some other prophetic insight or prophetic dimension mm. or prophetic word or something playing a role. <laughs> where the gift of prophecy comes into that scenario, into that yeah. counseling session. Yeah. And with, without fail, that's where the breakthrough happens, sure. is when the Lord speaks into a situation and they, all of a sudden there's wisdom, all of a sudden there's power, all mm. of a sudden people are encouraged because of the voice of the Lord speaking into a situation. Yeah. Uh, I think back on one of the most difficult counseling sessions that I've ever had. Um, I mean, uh, Debbie and myself... Uh, one of the first marital counseling sessions that we had, uh, it was a baptism of fire. Um, two people came to see us. Um, it was, I mean, it was really bad. They were ready to get a divorce. There was a lot of fighting going on. Um, and it was, it was really complicated. I mean, I couldn't remember all the details. I tried to write down most of it uh, just, to, just to find out what, you know, what is happening in their marriage. His story, her story and the truth. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> look, they, 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 were, they were both there, but it was yeah. so complicated. And yeah. I, I didn't, I try to think back on my training. I try to think back on, 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 on videos that I've watched, books that I've read. Yeah. Try, to, try to provide answers. Uh, but I mean, there's so many questions. And what I did was I just, I just started to pray in tongues just quietly started to pray in tongues uh, under my breath and I said, God, help. <laughs> help me, yeah. help them, or just do something because yeah. uh, this yeah. marriage is falling apart really quick. Sure. And, uh, and I just heard the voice of God say to me, um, speak to them about 1 Corinthians 13. And I, they were still halfway, I mean, they were fighting right in front of us, right? They were like yelling at each other and screaming. <laughs> And they were halfway through the fight, and I stopped them. I said, guys, just stop. Um, I want to talk to you about 1 Corinthians 13. And I opened my Bible, and I, and I began to read. This is what love is. And uh, I, I told them, um, this is the end of the session. I, I want you to go and study 1 Corinthians, 13, 1 Corinthians 13 and apply that to your, to your spouse. Apply that, you know, Bring that into your marriage. True. And that was... <clears throat> That was such an incredible breakthrough for, for them mm -hmm. that answered so many questions that it brought so much healing to their relationship was this, was this, sure. this, this prophetic insight um, that, that spoke so directly to, to all the frustrations they had. Yeah. And I remember how powerful that was because mm. here's the truth. <clears throat> I, I, I didn't know what to, what to say to them. I didn't know how to fix their problems. Um, I was clueless. I was confused, but it was when God spoke that all of a sudden there was clarity, there was breakthrough, there was encouragement. And so I've learned that, that one of the most powerful ways to encourage a person is to speak prophetically into, into somebody's life. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be uh, um, like an like a, a, a announcement, thus saith the Lord. <laughs> it can just be a conversation yeah. Where, yeah. where the prophetic is released into a conversation 
And if you're actually calling something forth, I mean, what is the prophetic? And yeah. This is not the real topic of everything, but it's, it's you're calling forth what God has put in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you basically called forth the love that God has put in them, that's, that's which this, they didn't recognize. That's exactly They didn't what even know that they had it, you know. That's, that's exactly what it is, because at that stage, they were so overwhelmed. Yeah. And so for me, the, 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 the prophetic is, is to see the person the way God sees them. Yes. And the dream that he had over them. Identity. Identity. Yeah. It's about identity. And, and, and if I can position myself to, to look at that person that I'm counseling and see them the way God sees them, yeah. the best version of them, the, that what God dreamed about them. If I, can, sure. if I can lock onto that, all of a sudden there's a prophetic flow and I can speak that forth. And that has been the most... That has been the most powerful breakthroughs that I've seen in people's lives. Mm. Um, so I, I bring that in all the time. <laughs> um, in fact, um, I don't think I want to counsel anybody anymore without bringing in this this uh, prophetic flow into a meeting. Mm. Um, so that has been something that's really encouraged people so much. Um, such a powerful thing. Sure. But I think what you're saying now is that the gift of the Spirit, and I mean, mm. you know, this is not a... A topic that we can exhaust here, but if you think about the gift of prophecy, the gift of uh, uh, knowledge, I mean, how Jesus spoke to the lady at the well, mm. I mean, that really opened up. Mm. So he knew something that, how did you know this? You know, it must be God, you know. That's mm. really what what prophecy is about. You're actually yeah. speaking into someone's, mm. uh, into their person. You actually recognize what God sees. Yeah. And sometimes they don't even know it themselves. I mean, you think about all the prophetic words that you've received. It's where someone actually spoke into something. They yeah. saw something that God is saying about you. It's about identity. <clears throat> Which brings me to a point about what do we believe of people? Mm. You see, I, I cannot encourage you, Kurbas, if I don't believe good things of you. Mm. If I believe you're a loser, yeah. how will I encourage you? Impossible. If I don't believe you've got the capability, then I won't be able to encourage you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I need to have the right belief system about mm-hmm. you or you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to believe mm-hmm. the good in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And this is where love also comes in. Where, you know, We can go into love covers a lot of things. But I have to believe what God has put in you. Mm-hmm. Then I can encourage you. Mm-hmm. Without that belief... How will I encourage you? That's why Jesus can say that over us, because he knows what he's put in us. So he believes according to the word of God. So he believes that what God has put in me, I am able to do this. So I'm speaking to what God has put in you and actually speaking that into your life. Instead of the lies that's coming from the side saying, no, you can't do it, you're useless, and you what, what, what. No, no. That's not what God says about you. So I, mm-hmm. if I believe what God believes of you, mm-hmm. I can encourage you. Mm-hmm. But if I don't, it's going to be very difficult for me to encourage anyone or to empower someone. It's, in, it's not going to be possible. So it's all about also yeah. the way we believe about people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's why God will give us a word of knowledge for a person. Yeah. Is, is so that they can see how much God cares about them is that God knows their circumstances. God knows what they're going sure. through. That's why the Lord will give you a word of knowledge for something. Mm-hmm. And when you bring that, that um, prophetic element in, it's, it's such a powerful thing. You know, people, people will, will, will begin to, to, to get a fresh perspective on circumstances mm-hmm. when, they can, when they can see how much God cares about them, mm-hmm. how much God loves them. Mm-hmm. Something that I, that I also love doing is, um, uh, is when I counsel people or when I... When I when I'm a disciple or coach, is I would, I would often ask a person, um, so what, what is God saying to you? When, when somebody really feels discouraged, um, mm. I, I would ask them, look, if they're very overwhelmed, um, yeah. you know, it doesn't really help you asking that question. Like, like I don't know what God is saying. <laughs> but but um, if there's a measure of discouragement, um, I would ask the person, what, what is God saying to you? Yeah. And just by, just by them engaging that question, it really brings a fresh perspective on, on circumstances and reality and what's really happening because oftentimes uh, there's a big part of discouragement that has to do with the lies that the devil has whispered into your ear and you believed yeah. it. Mm. Yeah. 
that's a big part of discouragement. I'm not saying there are real things that can really discourage you. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But there's a big part of this where the devil has amplified things. Mm. It looks much bigger than what it really is mm. because he's whispered lies into your ear and you've believed it. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying, what is God saying to you? Because we must look at the mountain that's in front of us through God's eyes. Mm. Yeah. And, what, and, what, and what God is saying about this. Amen. Yeah, I realize that um, encouragement is all about hope as well. Mm. So it's about hope that we will get through something. You know, when you're discouraged, I mean, why are you discouraged? Because in some way you may have lost your hope. Mm. So, um, and then go back to scripture and say, listen, but this is what God has spoken over you. There's hope for you. Mm. I've read the end of the book. We're going to win. Mm, okay, right. come on. <laughs> so, what, so if you have not won yet, it's not the end yet. Mm, you know? mm, so you feel, ah, um, that's right. So therefore, you know, let God have the last say. Yeah. Um, so there's so much about encouragement. And, and I think we touched on a few things. You know, how to encourage yourself and how to be encourager. Mm. And... Um, and what it means and what do you need to believe about. And there's a lot more to say about this, but I really believe we touched on some of the key things. And and just go and look at what Jesus did Amen. and how he yeah. actually went around and people that were down and out and nobody had hope for them. Mm-hmm. And he spoke into their lives and, and just because of those words, things turned around for them mm-hmm. and they became a follower of Christ and their whole world turned around. And uh, whether they were living in sin and whatever they were facing, and people with it, I think about the guy that he walked to his house. The, the, uh, you know, he was almost like call it the head of the mafia. You know, he was a crime boss. You know, and while Jesus was talking and walking with him, he started to giving stuff away. Mm. You know, I'll give this away and I'll do this and I'll. You know, mm. <laughs> he started mm. to. Uh, you know, things changed in his life. Mm. And again, I think about the qualifications of the people that that Jesus sent out is when the Pharisees saw them, they realized that they'd been with Jesus. Mm-hmm. They had no formal education. I mean, the 11 disciples, I mean, they were world changers. Yes, there was one bit of a guy that, uh, that was a disappointment, but there were, uh, there were 11 world changers. Mm. Yeah. But they recognized that they'd been with Jesus. Mm. And that was the thing that really stood out for them. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing we need to do, is we need to be with Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> so when people look at us and you say, listen, hey, Ivan, I can see Ivan, he's been with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because why? He's got the same mind as Christ. He's got mm-hmm. the same attitude as Christ. Quivers, I can see you've been with Jesus, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I think, and I think that is the thing that I believe will take us to the next level. Hallelujah that we will become the encouragers, mm-hmm. that we will empower people to become mm-hmm. better than they are currently. Mm-hmm. And, and, and really just having that ability to, to look into that. Yeah. So I don't know if you've got any sort of final comments. And yeah. I think on my, my um, um, final thought is the very first scripture, encouragement is found in Christ mm-hmm. and Christ is found in his word. Amen. In his word, the word is the Father. Mm-hmm. So if you want encouragement, go to the Father. Amen. And, yeah, amen. Uh, Don, one of, the, one of the verses in the Bible that I've really made my own, um, you, know, you know what we do, we take some verses and we, and, and we, we, we claim them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, almost like when, when somebody else preaches on that verse, they have to ask your permission first. You know? <laughs> That's one of those. Uh, no, I'm just joking. But um, look, uh, a verse that's really close to my heart is in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. It says, uh, but above all else, um, guard your heart. Mm. Yeah. For it is a wellspring of life. Mm. And it determines your whole life. Mm. And so above all else means the most important thing you can do is to guard your heart. Mm. And, uh, you know, back to Pastor Derek's conversation, he says, you choose your attitude. You decide your attitude. And that means that you guard your heart. You can guard your heart. Mm. And you should guard your heart. Mm. It's important. Uh, Because there's certain things that shouldn't be in your heart. 
and shouldn't be allowed to be there. Mm. And, uh, but what I find is, is Don, is that um, being discouraged uh, really makes it hard, difficult to guard your heart. Sure. And the longer that you stay in discouragement, the more vulnerable your heart becomes, mm. the more susceptible sure. your heart becomes yeah. for unforgiveness, uh, dishonor, sure. uh, this more discouragement, yeah. deceit, mm. all kinds of things can come into your heart because you're not guarding it. Mm. But you're not guarding it because you feel discouraged. Yeah. yeah. And so if you stay in discouragement for a long time, you are, you are, you are so susceptible mm. to a lot of other things to follow. Mm. And so I want to say to those who are listening, if you feel discouraged, don't stay in that place a long time. Yeah. Mm. Amen. Mm. May the Lord encourage you. Find somebody that you can speak to, that can, you can pray with. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Spend time in the Word. Yeah. Spend time in prayer. Spend, mm. spend time in worship. Mm. Spend time with God. Spend time with believers who can build into your life. Mm. Uh, but don't stay in the place of discouragement. Mm. Yeah. Because the longer you stay there, the more difficult it becomes to guard your heart. Mm. Yeah. And, the long, and if you don't guard it, all kinds of things will try and get in. Mm. Mm. And once your heart is full of stuff that, that shouldn't be there... Um, you will pay with that for, with your life. Mm. Yeah. It will yeah. influence every aspect of your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah thank you for that. I, I know we haven't um, gone into every aspect of encouragement and empowerment for that matter. And there's so much to read in the Word of God. And there's a lot of material that's been written about it. But I think what you've heard this morning is some gems of what we can do to not only encourage ourselves, but to be encouragement of, uh, to others. And go to the source of encouragement, as mm -hmm. Ivan said. Go to the source. And go listen to the prophecies that you've received. Yeah. I mean, the words that have been spoken over you. That's right. Even yeah. from your parents or people that you, that you believe and trust in. And, and, and go back in those words and listen to what God has been saying about mm -hmm. you. And don't allow yourself to be discouraged. Mm -hmm. And... One thing you do know is discouragement does not come from God. Mm. <laughs> we yeah. already know the source of that. Yeah. So you know where you need to go. Mm. If you go to the source of encouragement, the Lord will not discourage you. The Lord will not break. Even if you're weak, He will lift you up. He will build you up. Yeah. Mm. So this morning, I want to thank you for listening to us. Thank you for watching us. And thank you for being with us. Mm. And as you just had a, a sneak preview of, of what it means to what encouragement means. So next week, we're going to continue in this journey and we're going to go to the next topic of uh, uh, in Philippians 2. And I believe it's going to be encouragement to you. Yeah. And, uh, and I believe it will, uh, will lift you up. It will build you up. Yes. So amen. Thank amen. you guys for being with us yeah. this morning. Yeah. What a pleasure. It was awesome. God bless you all. Amen. Amen. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank, Thank you. you.